do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical LibroCube curbicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalicalical
video games, that will come later, we're here to talk about movies like The King's Speech. I really enunciated that for effect. Uh, it came out in 2010. Oh, wow. I, I wouldn't have said that. I would have said, like, a couple of years ago. That's that's crazy. Um, I think won a bunch of awards. Uh, everyone loved it. Somehow, some way, slipped under my viewing radar, and I never saw it. So uh, when it came on Netflix, uh, I said, hey, why not? Let's try it. It's supposed to be good, and uh, I can verify. Yeah, it's good. Uh, probably a good, a gooder, I'm going to use that word, a gooder Sunday movie than just a sitting down to watch a movie. Uh, it's sort of a relaxed, uh, true story apparently, or parts of, or roughly, always take that with a grain of salt. Uh, the story of King George the Fourth of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Okay, do we really need all that? Uh, is his impromptu ascension to the throne and the speech therapist who helped him, uh, help who helped the unsure monarch become worthy of it. Okay, I was, I was reading that weird. Uh, basically, he had a stutter, and uh, it was how he overcame it. Uh, sort of interesting, just from the perspective of how people potentially can overcome stutters. So that's some interest right there. Uh, moving on to uh, Grizzly Man. Uh, this is another one that I've heard of a bunch of the times over the years. Quite often, for some reason, came up on podcasts a lot. Uh, this is from director uh werner herzog so right there you know it's going to be at the very least interesting uh again based on a true story uh a devastating and heart-rending take on grizzly bear activist timothy Tread treadwell and amy hugenard who were killed in october of 2003 while living among grizzlies in alaska uh, yes, yeah, so this, uh, the guy that this is based on, very, very interesting dude with a profound love of grizzly bears that unfortunately uh, eventually led to his death. So, sort of a fascinating that uh, your love of something can lead to your death, which uh, I suppose is not that crazy. It probably happens more often than we think. Um, just look at people who get addicted to drugs. Their love of the drug uh, kills them. Uh, in this case, the man's drug was grizzly bears, I guess. Interesting. Uh, last, oh yeah, uh, rating-wise, um, that one didn't blow me away. So I'll, I'll just go three, which uh, means I enjoyed while watching, but potentially would not watch again. Uh, last but not least is it. Uh, I kind of wish I had have uh, saved when I watched uh, the original movie and read the book It, which is a new... We'll pause it here. Uh, the timer, that is. Uh, I, I kind of wish I had a waited uh, when I read the original... Uh, sorry, read the book It and watched the original and we could have talked about them all in one podcast. However, you can go back and find that fairly easily if you were to Google something like LibroCube It. Uh, maybe type in Stephen King. Yeah, it would probably come up. Anyways, uh, is this good? Is this bad compared to all of them? What's the best? The best is, of course, you guessed it, the book. Uh, the made-for-TV movie feel of the original movie, which I think it was a made-for-TV movie, wasn't great, um, just in terms of watchability even. Uh, so I, I don't think I gave a very high mark to that, like maybe three or four, if that. 
Uh, whereas this, uh, I think I liked it more in some regards. Uh, here's my one major knock against uh, it from 2017. Uh, I was going into this expecting that somehow, some way, uh, and, and this is a fairly major spoiler, but not if you've read the book. Um, the book and the uh, made-for-TV movie series two-parter uh, share almost like 90% in common with one another. Uh, whereas this is like taking half of the book and then uh, maybe somewhere down the line gonna deal with what happens in the latter half of the book. It literally cut the book in half, which uh, I did not see coming, so... Uh, I kept thinking, like, eventually we were going to skip ahead in time or something was going to happen to maybe shrink it. Shrink? Yeah, th th that was sort of my thought <laughs> as time went on in the movie. And it was a fairly long movie, two hours and 15 minutes. Uh, the closer we got to the end of it, I, I kept thinking, like, Jesus, are, are, how, how are they going to fit in the rest of the movie in, in this limited amount of time? They must do something really cool. And then I got to the end and I'm like, oh, okay, so... I guess they're going to make another one. Uh, for that reason, I was a little disappointed because I I didn't know I was coming into half a movie, basically. Uh, that being said, it's not really half a movie. Like, you could watch this and still have fun. And, and there's some, some good creep factor. Um, Rating-wise, you know, we'll, we'll go... I, I almost want to reserve it. Oh, you know what? I, I love my convoluted ratings as you are no doubt aware. Uh, this is going to do something both convoluted and something I have never, ever done before in the podcast unless I forgot to rate something, and that is to not give a rating. No, uh, I refuse to rate this half a movie. What I will do is when the uh, part two of this inevitably comes out, I will watch both of them and rate them then. Haha, <laughs> you thought you would get me it, but I did not fall for your trap. Today's Television Talk sponsor is Chainsaw Hand Compatible Gas Bladder Hard Shell Backpacks. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, we're talking Ash versus Evil Dead. Yes, Season 1 and 2. Oh, so nice of you. Uh, yeah, this uh, little gem came along uh, across my notice a, a while back, uh, seemingly a couple of years anyways, and uh, I was wanted to watch it but didn't know where I could find it. So when I finally got my hands on it, boy howdy, was I excited. Uh, I will admit, uh, it, it's on the Stars. I think it was on Stars Network, which, you know, it is a network. <laughs> I guess you could say that. So uh, my, my, my hopes for its awesomeness were low, I will admit, because they spell Stars with a Z, did I mention? Um, perhaps that helped with being so very, very highly, pleasantly surprised by this thing. It is as if it took, uh, the second Evil Dead, the, the better of the two, and converted it to, uh, a, a television form, and then took, uh, all Bruce Campbell's characters that you love, him from Evil Dead, you got a little Autolycus in there, probably, 
You got a little uh, uh, Bubba Hotep in there. Uh, yeah, just just his character, the, the person he plays, the character he is in real life sort of rolled into it a little bit. Uh, my love of Bruce Campbell is, is well known. If uh, you would care to Google Nerd Kane Adventures, you could see a picture of when I met him. In fact, somewhere in there. Uh, so, to see him back in this role and thriving... Uh, was just incredible. They, what I think they did well was that they took the character from Evil Dead, uh, Ash, uh, and they didn't just sort of pick off, pick up rather from where they left off in the movies. Rather, it's he's the age that Bruce Campbell is, so he he's got a few years on him. Uh, he's maybe got a couple extra pounds on him, um, but he's still kicking ass, taking names, partying hard, and just a, a sort of a dude. Um, uh, one of the reasons that I think they made this work is because they have Sam Raimi as the director, who uh, I don't think he directed every episode, but he's definitely involved uh, because, well, he's in some of the episodes. Uh, the writing's great. Uh, with a show like this, you're obviously going to need um, sidekicks, I guess you would call them. And uh, they picked a hot girl and a comic relief <laughs> guy. I guess there's no other way to uh, describe them. That being said, both of them just fit so, so perfectly. Uh, love them both. Um, uh, you'll also have, which is sort of interesting, uh, Lucy Lawless. She's sort of the uh, antagonist a little bit. Uh, she sort of jumps back and forth. So far, I've been doing pretty good at not giving much away. Uh, this is probably, of television shows, one of the bloodiest, if not uh, the bloodiest that I've ever seen, just in terms of actual physical, not real, of course, but uh, blood on people, blood and gore. Uh, it, when you have someone with a chainsaw off her hand, there's obviously going to be some blood. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with uh, Evil Dead, the, the sort of Evil Dead universe, uh, it's kind of like zombies, but a little more mythical. Uh, magical, that, that sort of idea. Uh, basically, there's something called the Book of the Dead, uh, that when read, which you don't want to do, uh, shit, you know, comes from the, the dead. But People come back to life, uh, but they try to kill you. Um, evil shit sort of uh, roaming the lands, causing mischief. Uh, and it's really not good. For anybody. Uh, Rating-wise, this is easy, easy for me to give uh, Season 1 and Season 2 5 out of 5. Uh, I see here that uh, Season 3 is due in February of 2018, which from my perspective is next month. I, I think from your perspective, it might be last month. So that's something. Time. Uh, there is an episode, uh, speaking of time, where they go back in time into the 70s. Uh, it's campy, it's ridiculous, it's bloody, it's funny, it's gory. Ash vs. Evil Dead, check it out for sure. Conan, the librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Book banter. Today's book banter, rather double movie monologue sponsor is Pleatherface. Thank you for that sponsorship.
Okay, uh, I've been so flying along with these uh, James Bond movies that I, I think for the last two or three weeks I've done two a week instead of one a week, because why the hell not? It's been sort of around the holidays, I've had some, some uh, long weekends where multiple movie sessions have been on order, so why not? Some people will watch one a week. No! I'll watch two. Uh, so of course we're talking uh, The Spy Who Loved Me? question mark no there's not a question mark on there uh james bond investigates investigates the hijacking of british and russian submarines carrying nuclear warheads with the help of a kgb agent whose lover he killed uh so that's a little interesting a little twist um <laughs> the kgb agent played by the lovely barbara back who i think was like really big back in the 70s uh she plays major anya amasova agent triple x you thought uh, uh vin diesel was the original triple x no 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 it was barbara bach agent triple x uh this has the best jaws of uh, of these movies richard keel he's probably my favorite uh uh, James Bond villain just because sure he has metal teeth <clears throat> but having metal teeth doesn't necessarily give you the jaw pressure of a goddamn fucking shark ridiculous uh, it just means your teeth are sharp or hard uh, to be honest this one doesn't really stick out in my mind as much like uh, I, I, I remember bits and pieces of it but uh, The Man with the Golden Gun I remember a lot of, whereas this one, I, I can't really remember much of it at all. So I'm going to move on <laughs> I'm just give it a, like a three, I guess. It's a James Bond. It can't be too bad. But uh, let's give it a 2.5 just for the fact that I, I, I can barely remember this at all. And I somewhat recently watched it. So like within, a, within the last couple of days, I watched this. Uh, all right, so moving on to Kingsman, colon, the Golden Circle. Ah, since we're doing the old uh, James Bond, why not skip on over to this uh, similarly uh, British secret agent. Hey, you, you got that. It's under action-adventure comedy. Yeah, there, there's some laughs, definitely. And it's definitely weird. Uh, it almost has a feel, I felt, uh, and I didn't so much feel it in the first one i don't think compared to this one especially uh it's almost a feel of like an anime to it uh just some of like the over-the-top bad guys in particular the sort of fight scene at the very end which was incredible uh felt a little like an anime fight scene which uh it, it may sound like i'm putting it down but i'm actually saying this is pretty fucking awesome uh, when their headquarters are destroyed and the world is held hostage, the Kingsman's journey leads them to discover an allied spy organization in the U.S. Uh, yeah, so that's why we have some U.S. folks and uh, cowboy hats and uh, Jeff Bridges and such. Uh, Rating-wise, I'll go with like a solid four, uh, but I'll give the fight scene at an end of five. So four as a whole skip to the last fight scene and see a really cool fight scene uh next we have leatherface from 2017 <clears throat> uh I, I like uh origin stories of uh bad guys and such um the missus loves them she loves movies like this so uh, we watch it together needless to say i forgot to get her rating uh mine i'm just gonna go like a three and a half it was good i liked it uh if you're unfamiliar with 
Leatherface. Uh, it is the uh, the guy from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So this is sort of how he came to be from a from a young child. Uh, one thing this did that was interesting was there was a chunk of the movie where you weren't sure which kid in the movie was the one who was going to turn into Leatherface. So that was kind of cool. Uh, it was pretty easy to guess if you've seen enough movies. Uh, who was going to be, but uh, but still, I, I, I like that sort of idea. Uh, Leatherface was okay. Uh, last but not least, oh no, we got two, shit. <laughs> really fucked up on the time there. Uh, Robin Hood from 1973. Probably my favorite Disney movie. Uh, again, watched with the missus. She had been hounding me relentlessly to watch this uh as much as i say it's my favorite disney movie like i feel like you gotta be in the right mood for a disney movie when you're a 37 uh, year old man almost <laughs> uh the, it's the story of robin hood what do you what more do you need except he's a fox yep uh last but not least fences oh yeah uh, it was a good sunday sunday flick uh pretty depressing uh never goddamn denzel washington Fuck, he's pretty like he's incredible. Um, never have I disliked him so much in a movie though, uh, and that's like for such a, a seemingly like likable in re real life and likable in many of the movies he's in. Uh, in this one, you really you just don't like him. Uh, at least I didn't. Uh, it's, it just really goes to show what, what a good actor he can be. Uh, uh, a working-class African-American father tries to raise his family in the 1950s while coming to terms with the events of his life. Uh, yeah, I think it won a bunch of awards as well. Uh, similar to the King's Speech aforementioned before. This one I didn't let fly under my radar as much as I did, although it did come out last year. Uh, Fences? Oh, jeez. You do have to be in the right mood, I think, to watch a movie... Uh, like this, but if you are, I think you can give it a five out of five fairly easily, which is what I'm gonna give it because I was in the right mood to watch it. So, there. Today's game, Gavin Sponsors, is near brand Android blindfolds for some reason. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, we're going to be talking near Automata. That's near spelt N I E capital R for some reason. Why? And then oh, Automata. Sure, we'll go with that. A weird name for a weird game. Uh, a little slight bit of a Devil May Cry feel. Uh, you play a uh, android girl, somewhat scantily clad in that you can see her underwear for a lot of the game. Uh, for some reason, androids uh, in this universe have blindfolds on. I didn't quite understand the reasoning behind that, but I don't think it was ever explained either. Oh well, visually uh, interesting, <laughs> needless to say. Uh, let me just see. The story is Japanese, <laughs> uh, therefore uh, interesting, first and foremost. Okay, so before I say anything else, uh, Japanese video game stories always interesting. 
You, you can never take that away from them. Uh, but sometimes hard to follow for uh, uh, round eyes like myself. Uh, okay, so let me just see if I can get... Yeah, we'll click this. This is plot. Because <clears throat> I bet you this will be funny. <clears throat> uh, oh, okay. It's a little... Oh my god. <laughs> I was going to read it and I just realized it's like fucking five pages long. Uh, <laughs> which, uh, if you were to click on the plot of a non-Japanese uh, uh, video game, probably wouldn't be this long. Uh, okay, so let me let me see if I can do it without reading anything. <laughs> That'll be interesting as well. So, uh, humans... <laughs> humans uh, create... No, no, no. Um, aliens come... Was there aliens? Okay, basically what you do in the game is go around. Uh, humans live on the moon. <laughs> but uh, they have uh, you and androids like you to send to Earth to help take it back from robots that are either aliens or controlled by aliens. Um, because the humans can't really go down because they'll be killed pretty easily, but they have all these human-shaped androids that they can send down to try to keep shit uh, at least under control, if not eventually take the planet back for them. Uh, and you play one of these androids. Oh, you know what? I, I think that's pretty good. Uh, I, I might be 100% wrong. No, I'm not 100% wrong, but I might be a little bit wrong, to be honest. Uh, that being said, if you pay attention to the story as much as you are able, uh, it does pull you in a little bit. Like, you do feel for this character 2B, or what's her name? 9S? I don't know, folks. <laughs> uh, and, and you do some uh you, you meet some interesting people you do some cool missions uh it, it's mostly uh, i guess you would call it like an adventure style game where you're going around fighting with swords you could uh there's a lot of rpg elements you're not so much uh upgrading yourself as you are your weapons and this little drone that flies around with you uh there's lots of different types of gameplay uh you'll move from a third person perspective to like 2d to like overhead uh, sometimes you'll be in a ship and you'll fly around shooting shit. Um, that's one thing it, I think it did very well is you, you'll never you'll, you'll never really get bored. I, I guess maybe you can a little bit of, of doing the same thing for long stretches at a, at a time because the game will keep throwing new and different things at you, which is uh, I think why this game was so popular. Uh, rating wise, uh, for the first time in a, quite a while, I feel like uh, I actually beat the game. Which uh, gets an extra mark for that alone. Because I feel like games haven't been keeping my attention as much as they used to when I was a, a young man. So uh, I, I think I can give it a solid uh, 4 to 5 and would recommend. Uh, one knock against it is... So you play this, this girl android. Um, but you always have this guy android sort of following you around for like 90% of the game. And uh, he was annoying as shit. <laughs> I kept wishing that like he would die or stop following me around, but that wasn't an option. So he's like the Navi of this. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Ray Gum. Thank you for your sponsorship. 
Okay, uh, just sort of two and a half uh, items today. Uh, first and foremost is the Rocket and Raygun Awards from Victor Lucas over at EPN, which you can follow on YouTube, and I hope you do. Uh, EPN Electric Playground, you may recall. He'll put out, uh, him and uh, a bunch of his uh, friends and folks over there will uh, put out a list of uh, all, all the best games they played over the course of the year. That, that sort of idea. It's an awards program, you might say, uh, focusing on uh, video games. Uh, I have the categories uh, in front of me, so I thought we'd just run them down and maybe I'll throw out some of mine if I can do this without having any notes in front of me. We will see. Best RPG Oh, probably Divinity Original Sin I would have to go. Uh, the I, I will say I, I think uh, Zelda won this category for them. And my god, the pull of Zelda on me right now is so strong. It's just, uh, do I buy a Switch for the sole purpose of playing this? <laughs> I will admit that uh, I think I did that with a GameCube. I, I basically bought a GameCube just so I could play, I think it was Windraker. Uh, and do I regret that? Regret it? I can't say it, but do I regret it? I don't think I do. I, I You know what? I, I think I'm going to wait until I get my tax money back and then probably buy a Switch. So uh, follow LibroCube on uh, Twitch and you can see me play Divinity Original Sin if you wanted to. Uh, and hopefully one day uh, Zelda, um, whatever it's called. <laughs> On the Switch. Uh, best strategy game. Uh, oh, what was that darkness one? See, uh, Eternal Darkness. Uh, something where uh, Dungeon of the Endless. No. You know what? I have my Steam open. Can I just put in... I'm pretty sure it had darkness in it. Dark Souls. Darkest Dungeon. Yeah. But I, I should mention that. I'm just talking about ones that I played this year. Not necessarily ones that come out this year. Because I am not sure that came out this year. But uh, I remember having a lot of fun with Darkest Dungeon. Uh, best fighting game. Uh, I did play a Dragon Ball fighting game this year. And I think that's the only fighting game I ever played. Uh, maybe I dusted off Killer Instinct for my Super Nintendo at one point. So uh, let's give it a tie between those. Uh, best shooter. Oh... Uh, I feel like I like shooters, but I, I can never really find one that pulls me in. Uh, I didn't play the new Wolfenstein, but I think I played the old one. Oh, Doom was fun. That was a fun one. Uh, yeah, that's a hard category. Best action-adventure game. Uh, didn't, nothing really jumps out at me there. Best indie game. Uh, you know what? I should uh, just have my Steam open here. Uh, indie game... Yeah, this is fun listening to someone think of things, isn't it? Uh, oh, okay, how about... Uh, 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 oh, shit, what's it called? Accounting. Here, there you go, I'll throw that in. Best visuals? Yeah, I don't know. Best audio? Again, not sure. Racing? I don't think I even played a racing game. Sports game? I can almost guarantee I didn't play a sports game. I don't like sports game. Biggest fail? Uh, me not being able to remember any of the games I played. This is probably why people make notes of these sort of things. And Game of the Year? Ah, jeez, what was my favorite game? You know what? I didn't even get to play it, and I'm going to fucking say Zelda, so... God damn it. Uh, okay, so let's move on to 
uh dude soup uh put out a podcast our dumb family uh actually they did two that i've brought back here to talk about uh, one was called our dumb family one was called something else but i just wrote 2018 plans so um the guys over the guys and elise <laughs> over at funhouse uh have sort of sort of uh, some interesting plans for 2018 and i wanted to talk about how much uh, i'm excited about it and uh how i think uh in hope that others are as well uh, basically they found themselves from the sound of it and sort of reading between the lines a bit as well. I think, uh, getting a little burnt out with the, the daily grind of putting out a, a couple videos a day even, uh, and have decided that rather, uh, than focusing on the quantity of videos released, they will pull back a little bit and focus on quality. Uh, not only that, but this pulling back a bit will allow them to experiment with some new things, which I think uh, is vital. If, if you want to continue on doing uh, what you're doing, that, that's fine. But uh, I think particularly on YouTube, where they're sort of creating content, if you keep doing the same things all the time, uh, and there's never any growth, there's never any experimentation, not only are your viewers going to eventually feel that, but uh, probably even more in particular, you yourself will be ground down and no longer want to do it. Uh, which, you know, it's, uh, has that ever happened to me with this podcast? Yeah, you know, but I guess when I made the switch over from the old format of, oh, you know what, this is good, let's see if I can remember it. Uh, it was uh, uh, Movie Mondays. Uh, TV days, her video games days, and hot internet days. So <laughs> that's how I used to do it. Uh, and I used to do it while I was driving to and from work, uh, whereas now I just do the, you know, whatever this is, half an hour or so once a week uh, instead of every single day. That was pretty aggressive. But that's also the reason why this is episode 430, whatever it is, uh, why I'm up so high in the episode numbers. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, yeah. When I did take that break between episode three hundred, when I was like between houses, between jobs, and just not feeling it, uh, you do sort of sometimes feel that pull to not do it anymore. I think. Uh, that being said, it's a little different for me because I do this more for myself, more to pour out uh, all the content I have jammed in my brain just so that it does not sit up there and fester. Uh, who am I going to talk to near Automata about for five minutes? <laughs> you. Yeah, you listening to this. If there is a you. If there is a you listening to this, I'd like to hear from you, uh, I will often say. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, let, let's get back to our, uh, our, our dumb family. Uh, this was an idea I think Lawrence must have had, um, for the holidays, he just sort of went around and had a little chat with, with each of the members of uh, Funhouse. Uh, kind of a cool little idea for a, for a podcast. Something that made me think, maybe I'd like to do something like that too. Like uh, contact people, contact friends, and get them on the podcast and just ask them, you know, a little bit about uh, a movie, a TV, a book, a game, an internet. Something... Uh, yeah, so that was something I've contemplated. I'll tell you what, if I, for once, in 435 someone episodes, get a little of the old audience participation, uh, and it's something you would like to hear, or, hell, if you'd want to be involved, and I'll contact you. 
hey, that's a, that's an option out there as well. Uh, we could do that. And anyways, uh, let me just see what uh, Lawrence asked each of them. Uh, Bruce, he asked, what was the best worst time from high school? Uh, I think Bruce and I share a lot of common when it comes to high school because he seems to look back on it fondly and... Uh, I do as well. I had a lot of good, good, good times, good friends, good fun in high school. Uh, I didn't really uh, do much in the way of uh, schoolwork. <laughs> I just sort of uh, slunk through that part of it. Uh, but I do remember lots of good non-schoolwork related times. Uh, James uh, spoke to him of some gym lifting health, of course, because he's a bit of a gym nut. Uh, Dragon Ball Z <laughs> and motivation. Uh, of motivation, Dragon Ball Z, and gym stuff. One of those got my interest. <laughs> I'll let you guess which one. Uh, Elise, how she sees herself. Uh, powerful book memory. Oh, yeah, she, apparently she reads a lot, so just grew my love of her even more. If I didn't think that was possible uh, when I found that out. Uh, John, uh, he was sick and he was on DayQuil. A uh, moment in life, uh, he wanted to be funny, stop caring what high school friends thought. I, I think I've sort of reached that point as well where uh, I've sort of pulled away from my high school friends. You know what, this is something I haven't talked of on the podcast uh, on the chance that any of my high school friends actually listen to me. There was a time where... Uh, the only people I ever hung out with was those people who I met in high school. Uh, and I would, more times than I can count, make efforts to try to hang out with them on a regular basis. And then one day, uh, after talking to, to people, uh, sort of came to the realization that uh, people who you have to badger to hang out with maybe you need to find people you don't have to do that with. <laughs> so I, I've sort of made the conscious effort to do that over the last couple of years, and it, it seems to be paying off. I now have friends who will actually contact me from time to time and seemingly want to hang out, so uh, that's a good feeling. Uh, don't get stuck in a rut with people who uh, seemingly don't have a, a, a huge desire to be part of your lives is, is a sort of takeaway I would take from that that I'm sort of uh, learning and growing with right now. Uh, Bones? Uh, lived in... Oh, yeah, that guy was an interesting guy. Bones uh, lived in Vancouver. Oh, lived in a van. <laughs> uh, he was fat. He was a skater. He owned a restaurant. He was married for 10 years. Uh, lived in a commune with a pee drinker. Yeah, uh, I didn't know so much about that guy, but uh, sounds very interesting. Uh, Adam, his uh, improv ability we talked of, uh, does not like being center of attention, uh, played video games and joked as youth, and now plays video games and jokes. So he, he turned his uh, young uh, life into his now work, which is pretty fascinating. Uh, Dan, uh, he's the D&D GM of them. Uh, knows James from high school. Uh, he's creatively arty driven. Uh, Jacob is kind of a doof. <laughs> he's easygoing. Oh yeah, he is. He he does ooze easygoingness. I, I really like him. Uh, like all of them. I I should say that. Uh, does read YouTube comments. Oh poor Jacob. <laughs> uh, knows a lot about marine biology. Uh, Matt Peak. 
does his niceness get taken advantage of? Uh, yeah, a little bit. He told the story about it. Uh, he has a very strong desire to get to know people, just like random people even. Uh, Omar spoke of his public perception of him versus what he actually is like. Uh, he spoke of his positive mental attitude. Uh, he lost five people in his life to suicide. Oh, yeah, that's kind of a little there. Uh, and last but not least, Don. Uh, I, I, I'm going to be 100% Amish. Excuse me, 100% Amish with you. Uh, Don did not do a video. And I have seen bits and pieces of Don and sort of a, a peek into his brain on other uh, Funhouse videos. and thought he was just sort of a, a strangely fascinating dude. And I couldn't wait until we got to his uh, part of this uh, little chat here. Uh, and then he was like too busy and couldn't do it. Uh, I guess he was like on a deadline or something. Uh, so god damn. I, my, my hope is that... Uh, uh, and fuck, I should tweet this out to Lawrence and Don that they do their own special one-off episode, just the two of them. Because uh, I bet you that would be fascinating. Uh, I never really got into Lawrence because he was uh, running the show. Uh, but, oh yeah, you know what? Lawrence and Don doing their own uh, episode one-on-one -on -one interview. That I think that might be the title of this episode somehow. And then I'll tweet it to, to them, and then they'll do it, and we'll all have it to listen to, and I'll bring it back to talk about it. Hey, folks, that'll work. It's nice to be nice to the nice. Done and done. And I mean done. Done and done. <laughs> I like Ron. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things, and I do not mean... But you can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Nah, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper